And welcome back to Nerd Geek Dork, the podcast where we discuss the nerdy, geeky, and dorky sides of pop culture. I'm El Adam, and with me as always is Pete the Retailer. Hey, everybody. We're starting something new with this episode. Um, we're we're going weekly. Um, yeah, Pete, man. you excited for that? I am. Double time. We're, we're going Nerd Geek Dork all the time. We're just going to keep putting, cranking these out. Uh, some of them might be a little shorter than some of them. You know, we've gone long sometimes and, and gone over an hour. And I think these are going to be more kind of... Uh, more in the 30 to 45 minute range for the most part we're freeing up time for you the people yeah but i think you know uh it'll be uh you know people people like consistency this will be good we'll be here every week you can look for us we'll be showing up on uh i think thursdays thursday sounds good yeah so keep an eye out we'll be there we love you so starting this week uh, our first weekly episode is uh, one where we talk about fantasy football. Uh, yeah, fantasy football, man. It's that time of year, so uh, we're, we're totally in that mode. So we figured, why not just talk about it, <laughs> since we're geeking out about it anyway. Um, and so we called a couple of our friends up who are also into uh, fantasy football. Our good friend Elvis, who is on our Dreamcast episode, right, Pete? Yeah. And our Buffy one. Yeah. He's and a, a free-timer. Exactly. Welcome to the club. And uh, we also brought on our favorite bartender, Mike. Who's a first-timer. Yes. Um, he makes us great shots, and he's a good friend. If you're ever in the city, go check him out at Barcelona Bar. Have one of their world-famous Harry Potter shots. I think we mentioned Barcelona in the Golden Girls uh, episode, too. Yeah, see? It's, it's that good. It's Actually, a bunch of the different things that we've covered probably have a shot at Barcelona. Yeah, they have a lot of shots. They should be sponsoring this episode. <laughs> let's get some revenue or free drinks. Let's go there now. Well, first, let's talk to these guys okay. about fantasy football. All right. And then we'll um, figure it out. I hope you guys are ready. Weekly episode starting now. Starting now. Football's here. Everyone's excited. But I think even more people are excited because fantasy football's here. So let's talk about that. Joining us to talk about it, our buddies Elvis, who is a frequent fantasy football player, and our favorite bartender, Michael Knight. Not to be confused with David Hasselhoff or the character from All My Children. I prefer fantasy guru Michael Knight, if we could. Now you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do you need credentials here? I can just schmo. <laughs> well, I think, Elvis, your credentials are you introduced me to fantasy football. So that's uh, I'll vouch for you on that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've run my league for the past 10 years. So. Jeez. Yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm only like four or five years in, four years, I want to say. <laughs> Well, I've, I've been playing longer than that, but I've been running the same league for the past decade. All right. I think okay. I started, I want to say, when I was 15 or so, it's like 14 years ago, something like that. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, Mike, what qualifies you as a guru? Um, that was a joke, Adam. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, maybe you're full of yourself. I, I don't know these things. I am. I am. I am pretty. I, well, I'm not bad, but I'm. I'm not. I'm not 
in fact, a fantasy. I'm not. I'm no Matthew Barry, if you will. Uh, but I have been playing uh, about as long as Elvis has. I think I started my first league in '99. I've never been a commissioner of any leagues. I'm afraid to take that jump. I don't want the responsibility. But I am. In, don't ever do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I am. In, I am in three different leagues now. So, and that's that's about as much as I want to do. I don't want to do any more than that. <laughs> okay, Mike. You you grew up. You're 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 a Redskins fan, correct? Die hard. Yes. So you you were big into football before fantasy football. Elvis, were you or did because like me, I mean, I I love football, but I wasn't as diehard about it until I started playing fantasy football. I had I was heavily invested afterwards. Oh no, I started watching football pretty heavily since I was eight, I think. Mm. Uh, my dad was a big Giants fan. I started with that. I had a Dave Brown jersey in elementary school, which is <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I grew out of that, and I got really into college football and was a big Michigan fan uh, when Woodson was playing there. And when he got drafted by the Raiders, I kind of graduated on to becoming a Raiders fan. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've been a Raiders fan since. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. <laughs> but it's the way things work out sometimes. <laughs> now, what about you, Pete? I, I feel like we should, being that we've known each other for so long, we should have talked about this at some point, but... <laughs> Were you as into like football, like invested in it before fantasy football swallowed you up? No, I'm glad we saved it for the podcast. It makes it more cool. interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, well, my interest in football and my interest in fantasy football kind of coincide. Uh, you know, I grew up not watching football at all. I just couldn't get into the local teams, the Jets and the Giants. Uh, uh, even though you know the Giants, I think had some good years when I was uh, when I was a kid, but uh, I just they just never hooked me. So I didn't really start getting into it until once I met my wife, then uh, her whole family is crazy 49ers fans. And I got into the 49ers. And then via that, you know, then once I started actually watching football, then Elvis is like, hey, you want to join my league? And it helped a lot because then like it helps you know more about football in general to, you know, because you're watching all the players and all the stats go by. So you're like, okay, you start to know, you know, like, okay, that guy's good. Why is that guy good? Why is this team bad? You know, like here's a bad team with a guy who's good on it or vice versa. You know, it's a good uh, educational tool. I will, I will say this, guys, if I can, if I can jet in you, right here real quick. You can quick. do anything you want. <laughs> um, fa- there has been nothing bigger for the NFL than fantasy football. I mean, fantasy football has literally transformed the game, uh, whether, whether people want to acknowledge that or not. Because uh, uh, just from a personal standpoint, like I, I would never, back in the day, I would never watch Jacksonville play Oakland with any sort of like, excitement whatsoever. And now I'm, you know, at the edge of my seat because I've got Cecil Shorts playing, you know, against the, the Raiders defense. And that's, that's sort of what fantasy has done for, for the NFL, you know. It's like it's crazy how, how much it's helped the NFL become even bigger, you know. Because I always enjoyed watching football in general, but, like, fantasy football has made even shitty games enjoyable. Exactly, yeah. something I never thought was possible when I was younger. And it's, in, it's increased my knowledge of NFL kickers, too. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm always like, well, this guy has a good leg, but his quarterback is usually good at finishing drives, so he won't get those attempts. You know, it's it's such yeah. a crazy thing. It's kind of amazing what what fantasy has done to to sort of the you know everyone's brains when it comes to the NFL. It's it's really insane. You bring up kickers. Can I just launch into like the nitty gritty of? I don't know how deep we're gonna go here, but if you want, if you want to break it down for people who don't know what fantasy football is, by all means, I don't. You know, I, 
I don't necessarily want to break it. I'm just, we eliminated kickers from our league last year, and we eliminated defenses from our league this year. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's so much. I can't. I can't endorse it enough. It's so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah, because nobody's really invested in their kicker or their defense. Like, and they're just variants at that point. Like, whoa, that's I don't know. Kickers or kickers and uh, and defenses can really save the day sometimes. That's the whole. That's the thing is that they can, and that there's extreme variance between scores of defenses, especially over weeks. Like, especially depending on how your scoring is going, your defense can carry you through weeks, and it's somebody that you're really just playing matchup based. Which right. we wanted to kind of even out. The, the amount of like extremely random scores that come up while also having people on your team that you give a shit about every week. So we lowered the number of bench spots to limit like crazy matchup-based stuff and stashing people and promote free agency and trading during the season and eliminated kickers and defenses to kind of give people more of a grasp on their team. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if you guys heard that small explosion in the background, but that's my mind being blown by that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really insane, and and I I I, I don't know where I stand on that. Uh, being uh, you know I, I, on a lot of things, I'm sort of a traditionalist, and I do like the fact that there is a standard defense and a standard kicker. But but you know Elvis brings up some really good points there. You know, uh, and when when was the last time I'm seeing, aside from you know when was I, I don't know anybody that drafts a kicker before the last round. Exactly. You know? uh, I uh, some, yeah, that's true. And even then, everybody gets to make fun of you, which is something. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, a, a lot of people were against it. Like when, when I when I proposed it to my league, and like I was like, we're gonna give it a shot for this year and see how it feels. And like literally week one, well, kickers people were like into it immediately last year, and even after this year, we've only been through week one, and everybody's lost their defense, and everybody seems to be okay with it. Hmm. Yeah, no complaints whatsoever throughout not, the entire. Not whatsoever so far. Interesting. You wow. should have made it like you know for kicker points, just like roll one d twelve and then do a kicker <laughs> points or <laughs> exactly. something like that. That's wow. what we felt like after a while. I was like, you know, you just kind of take a crapshoot on somebody that you think is is going to work out instead of like actually doing some research into it. And the draft was a lot better too. Like up until the very last pick, people were like really considering things. If anyone's been listening and has no idea what fantasy football is, I feel like we should give a quick like two second roundup of what it is. I would totally agree with that. It's it's kind of like be a GM mode from like a video like a sports video game. <laughs> Basically, you're running your own team, but you have your sit your pick from everyone in the league. Now there's uh, the standard layout, which is where you're picking positional players. So you have a quarterback, uh, usually two wide receivers, two running backs. Uh, tight end, a kicker, unless you're in Elvis's league, um, <laughs> some defense, <laughs> and usually pick a whole team's defense, um, and you are given points based on their their uh, their actions during a game. So for touchdowns, you get a few points. Sometimes you get points for receptions, uh, yards, so on and so forth. Now, the fun comes in during strategizing because you're holding an actual draft. You can't just say, I want these people because you can't have the same as someone else. So you usually have what? Let's say it's a 10-team league, so you're anywhere from 1 through 10, and you're trying to get the best players for your positions. 
while also considering matchups and bye weeks. So that's fantasy football. <laughs> and there's a lot of money to be lost at it. <laughs> Over the few, last few years, I'm sure I've lost like $1,500, sadly. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because it was originally, I mean, it's based off of that rotisserie baseball, I guess, which is like, uh, you know, there's that awesome. It's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> There's that uh, that awesome ESPN 30 for 30, which covers kind of the, the history of rotisserie baseball, which basically then turned into fantasy sports, which then, you know, football kind of took it over. But it started with baseball where there's a bunch of a bunch of guys would get together and, you know, just kind of each day they'd look up the stats of all the different baseball teams and kind of, you know, sort it all out. And they they came up with this idea of like, all right, what if I could have the team that I wanted of, the, you know, everybody from all over the place, you know. Pete, what year did that start? I want to say the rotisserie baseball league. Yeah, yeah. I want to say early seventies. I could be wrong. Late sixties. Mm. So that was sort of the beginning of a uh, of, of fantasy sports as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. as as bad as I feel because I have yet to win a, a fantasy football league, I feel better knowing that the guy who started fantasy baseball has yet to win in his league. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. He is not one yet. It's brutal. <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. Like he started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole sort of movement and still hasn't won his league then. Gives me a lot of hope knowing that there's still a shot for me. <laughs> I can, you, I can, Adam, you must have won a league by now. No. I, I always come in like third or second. Well, when I'm doing well, I come in third and second. But then I always have a bad last week. Actually, I'd like to touch on this now that we've gone over the rules for everybody. I think so, right? We've done it. Yeah, a, I feel like we're good. Yeah. On the, People have the internet. They can. It's, we've done a good enough job on the, the nerd geek dork pod. Is, this, is, this, is that what podcast I'm on right now? <laughs> yeah. Man, how many podcasts do you sign up for, dude? <laughs> Shit. Like, I got another one. <laughs> exactly. I, I, do about, I do about seven a week. Okay. There you I'm, go. That's a total joke. I don't. I just couldn't remember the name of, of this one. Sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> But uh, now that we've gone over the rules for everybody, Adam, I think I think you should tell people about your team in the 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 one league that you're in with some of our other, some of my friends as well, because that team is a uh, that team is pretty stacked. I I okay I not to brag, but I I'm I'm experiencing you know the joy of having one of the best fantasy football teams I've ever had. I mean ever. Um, it's our first year doing a keeper league, so which means you can keep two players from the previous season while forfeiting certain draft picks. Um, Go into further detail. Explain for our listeners what that means. Okay, so say you draft a, a player as a rookie in like the eighth round because you have a few rounds to fill in your, your spots. So you, f- you get this guy in the eighth round. He turns out to be the greatest player in the league. Mm-hmm. So next year, you decide you want him. So in a keeper league, you can keep that player either for that round, that draft pick, or you have to forfeit two rounds, but you're still getting a steal if he's the best player in the league. Yes. So last year, the best player in the league was Adrian Peterson, Mm -hmm. and he had been injured, so no one wanted to draft him. I took him in the sixth round. He was a beast. Wow. So I get to keep Adrian Peterson with a fourth round pick. Okay. Which is beautiful. And Alfred Morris with an eighth round pick because he was a rookie and I drafted him at the end. <laughs> now, Elvis, I think you'll be impressed by this team. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a minute to, to say my team because it is awesome. Uh, and I'm not even joking. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. This is who I have. I have Robert Griffin III at quarterback, Adrian Peterson at running back, Alfred Morris at running back, Calvin Johnson at wide receiver, Brandon Marshall at wide receiver, Jordan Cameron tight end, Jordan Finley, the Rams defense, Matt Prater the kicker, suck it Elvis, <laughs> James Jones at wide receiver, Giovanni Bernard at running back, Eli Manning at quarterback, uh, Martellus Bennett at, t- at tight end, Kembrell Tompkins at wide receiver, Mark Ingram at running back, and Bernard Pierce at running back as a backup. Who we'll let you get Brandon Marshall and Calvin Johnson? I got them one and two. It was great. That, they, that's, that seems like an egregious error. Because everyone was going running backs, but my running backs were taken care of. Yes. The uh, strategy of, fan- yeah. of drafting in fantasy football is one of the greatest things ever. It's just so fun. It's, you get, I, I spend two months thinking about how I'm going to draft the team. See, that to me is, the, is I'm not going to say it's the worst part, but like I find it completely <laughs> stressful and, and I spend you know days kind of dreading it. I'm like, oh, shit, there's a draft. <laughs> Because it's, you know, being put on the spot. Granted, you have lists and all that, but to be put on the spot to, you know, like, name a football player who's going to be good. And everybody's watching you and listening to you. And, you know, you that, know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like live judging of your, your, your football fandom. But yeah, that gets me so ready for the season. Like, I sound cool at bars when I know about players because I had to research them to draft them. Hmm. I guess it depends on sort of what kind of league you're in. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm in a, the, the the league that I've been in the longest is with my brother and our high school friends, and uh, that's been that's been going on since about ninety nine two thousand, I think. And uh, basically, what the and and they those guys still to this day. I mean, they just had the draft in the beginning of our, uh, uh, the end of August. We use that time as just a complete shit on everyone else time now pete i don't know if you're close to the people that you're in the league with so i I guess it depends on like how close you are with the people but like since we've known each other we've all known each other for 12 years 14 years 16 years 18 years maybe and uh it just becomes like this thing where i'm like oh my god that's the worst fucking pick i've ever seen you you suck dick you're going to finish in last place (laughs) I mean, literally, after every single pick, that's what you hear from at least one person in the league, you know? It's amazing. I mean, shit-talking really is the best part of the whole thing. Our, the oh, yeah. person in our league who won last year, literally, in between seasons, would, like, text us every once in a while, like, call me, I need to tell you something important, like, we need to talk. And we'd, like, oh, okay, I'll call him up and be like, oh, I won the championship last year. <laughs> like, that's literally what would happen months that's after true. the season was over. <laughs> Draft shit talk is the best. Um, at one draft I was at this season, we realized the greatest thing to happen ever, because you know how some people don't pay attention when a player is taken or something like that, so you give them, you give them shit for that. Yeah. But the greatest thing is if someone were to do that, and then they had the player on their team, <laughs> because then you'd just tear into them. You'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> then it happened in one of my leagues, but the guy who did it was my boss. <laughs> so I couldn't really like lay into him the way I wanted to. <laughs> Wait, he he drafted a player that he'd already drafted. Yeah, he wanted to take a guy who he took like three rounds ago. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty bad. But he ends up with good teams, so I can't even knock him. That, that's not the only reason you can't knock him. But. Yeah, he is my boss. So. <laughs> uh, Adam, you know me pretty well, and Pete, you you've got to know me pretty well. I'm I'm not a superstitious man by any stretch of the imagination. But the one thing I am sort of superstitious about is fantasy football because the one year 
that I didn't, I've only won a league once in my entire life. And it was the one time I just refused to trash talk anybody. Like I just, I was getting baited. Like people, people sending out emails to me and I just wouldn't respond to them. I just delete them, delete them, delete them. And then I ended up winning that league and it was a pretty big money league too. So it was, it was good. But, uh, I, that that's sort of the thing. Like I'm super. That's the one thing in life that I'm superstitious about. It is, is so is. amazing you said that because the person that won our league last year did exactly that, but like went in completely the extreme of it. Like anytime somebody talked trash to him, he would be like, "God bless you." Like <laughs> best of luck next week. Like literally would be as polite as possible to everybody <laughs> every week and would like compliment other people's teams as they were playing them. And he ended up winning the. <laughs> It was it was hilarious and so infuriating to deal with all year long. I can imagine, wow. yes. Great effort there. You almost had it. Next yeah. time. It wasn't for those kickers. <laughs> oh, man. What is it about fantasy football that's so appealing? It just, it's, I mean, yeah, we all know it's fun, but what do you think it is that just grabs people? Like, because people who end up playing in leagues don't even, so there's a good amount of them that aren't even into football when they start out and then it just brings them in. But what, what do you think is the magic there? Do you think it's the gambling? Because I have a gambling problem. So that could be. <laughs> I think for me, the magic is uh, like we touched on earlier. It's just that, that every game becomes amazingly interesting, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like a Cleveland Miami game is is amazingly interesting because I've got Trent Richardson or L- Lamar Miller or you know like uh, Mike Wallace who if if you own Mike Wallace I, my condolences because that was that was pretty infuriating. You made a but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you for like existing football fans. I think that's the biggest charge from it. But for people that have nothing to do with football before they get into it, I think it makes a extremely complicated sport very digestible yeah like, totally. football is is probably the most confusing of the major sports in america that's a really good point actually because to understand football on anything other than the basis level really like takes a lot of years of playing madden or you know <laughs> watching it in general uh but like to to get in on the base level and at, like understand the sport to enough to enjoy it like fantasy football is the perfect drug for that and i feel it also helps relationships too like i've <laughs> seen in leagues like you know someone brings their boyfriend or their girlfriend you know they're like hey join this league with me and it's kind of like eh, you know i don't know the sport or i don't want to do it but it brings you closer together you learn the sport and there you guys have something else you can enjoy together yeah i'm gonna have to disagree with you adam on that point. <laughs> Well, my it's our podcast, so fuck hates, you. <laughs> my friend hates football, and she hates fantasy football even more because I spend about three to four hours every Tuesday <laughs> on the computer in front of, like, in front of her when she gets home, uh, to, uh, just trying to figure out who or how I'm going to pick up anybody on the waiver wire for these three leagues that I'm in. <laughs> so she actually she hates football, and then she hates fantasy football even more because of that. <laughs> I've asked her if she wanted to be in a league before, and she, she yeah, there's no way. <laughs> See, that's why I can't. Uh, you guys are all in multiple leagues. I don't know if Elvis, if you have a different one besides yours, but you're the commissioner there. So it's, it's, I understand if you're. Uh... Yeah, no, that I used to, but now for the past, I think, three years, that's the only league I've been in. I run. I can only handle one at a time because it's it's 
it's a little bit too much to keep track of, even just kind of my one team. Granted, it's, it's a work league, so I can actually, you know, look up players and adjust things at work. And we can shit talk at work. And we can shit talk at work, which is For great. those who don't know, me and Pete also work together. <laughs> and we have on and off for the past 13 years. I mean, at, at Nerd Geek Dork uh, Incorporated. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is a podcasting empire. <clears throat> I will say this, I will say this, guys. It does become... You know, it it becomes a little ridiculous when when you get uh, up to three and more. It like you, I literally find myself every Sunday being like, "Go, everybody in the NFL!" Right. <laughs> I, I'm in five leagues, so I, oh, I totally feel you. <laughs> and then That's... the past week, yeah, Adam. Then you can relate to this. The past week, I'm like, I need Pierre Garcon to score 14 points, but I can't have him score 22 points because if he does, I'll lose in that other league, and you know, it just becomes this jumbled That's... mess. That's also part of the reason why I stopped being in multiple leagues because when I did one league the first year that I did it, I had so much more fun because you really have like heroes and villains in the NFL at that point. You're not not scattered at all in who you're rooting for and it really becomes a lot more intense. That's true. Like I I usually refuse to draft any Patriots because I want to be able to hate them. So I was really excited that Wes Welker is like on another team. I was like, yeah, I can draft Wes Welker without feeling guilty. But then I have like a bunch of these rookie receivers on the Patriots on my teams because they're rookies. So maybe they'll be likable. And Tom Brady. <laughs> they haven't been indoctrinated yet. Phil. Yeah. So I don't hate them as much yet. Personal allegiances can, can really backfire on you in fantasy football, though. Oh, yeah. Totally. I, I had a, a few people that I will never draft again. <laughs> I had Jamal Charles the year he got hurt week two. And I'll never deal with that again. We nicknamed Cedric Benson the curse in our league <laughs> because whoever has had him had the most miserable season ever since he was in the league. Uh, <laughs> I have a never draft again list as well. I think I think you develop, you know, once you've played fantasy football long enough, I think everybody gets one of those where you're just like, I'm, I will never touch that guy again. I will yeah. never touch him again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how you guys are running your league, but I cannot be any more of an advocate for auction draft. Like, anybody I run across that still does traditional drafts, I try to preach to them the amazingness of doing auction drafts. It's really, only if you do your draft in person is it worth it, because the amount of mind games that goes on trying to bid up players that you don't really want uh, and, and nominating players early, like, there's so much more nuance of strategy that goes into it because this is essentially how it works each each team has two hundred dollars fake dollars to spend on your team and you go through the teams and each person nominates a player to start the bidding on and then you go around and you bid until somebody has the highest bid so you end up with weird things like because adrian peterson is probably the first person picked in your league but he might not be nominated until like the 10th player in ours because you're trying to get people to spend money on people that they don't really want or that they don't want to spend money on too early. And, and you, you end up getting a lot of bargains later in the draft by kind of holding back on players. I think Steven Jackson went for $18 or something in our league this year, which is ridiculously low compared to, I think, Adrian Peterson went for 65 So, How do you for- determine which player is going up for auction? Uh, the, you go, we come up with a random order. You just take a, we have a 12 team league and I just put them all on a random thing. We go in order of the teams 
and then the first team nominates. So they say the first team nominates LaShawn McCoy first. Okay. Puts an opening bid on him, and then you go through the order of teams and keep bidding around until a highest bidder takes it. Gotcha. Until everybody passes, except then the next team nominates the next player. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so sometimes, and the whole, th- and like sometimes you you don't think a player is going for a fair price, and you'll go in for a bid on them to just get the get the bid on the money up higher. And then you might end up stuck with that player, which happens often, and that's always a good time to make fun of somebody because you can really tell on their face when they get yeah. somebody they didn't want that they were just trying to bid up. Uh, you deserve that if you if you if you're trying to jack up somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole that's the whole thing about it, though. Sometimes yeah. you have to. I mean, yeah, it goes. But it, it's significantly more fun 